Hello, hello, happy day, happy day. Wait, that was a minor chord. That wasn't a dun -na -na. Oh, it shouldn't be a minor chord. Do, do, do. There you go. Happy day. Oh, had to work that out of my head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to be back and uh, checking in with you guys on this glorious day here in Nashville. Very happy to live here. Uh, even though we are growing at a ridiculous pace and I kind of don't even recognize the city I moved to about 24 years ago, I still love Nashville. So I don't know what that means, but there you have it. I have to tell you, and I don't want you guys to think, I don't want you all, well, you're going to think what you want, right? I'm not in charge of what you think, but every now and then, you know, as a homeowner, things happen and you just have to deal. So prepare. Will this, be, will this be a trigger warning? Oh, probably. I think everything is a trigger warning at this point. But there was a mouse. There was a mouse in the kitchen. I saw such evidence of the situation. And I knew, like, I could bleach everything and go all the way, you know, insane at that moment. Or I could try to handle the situation as one does. Now, listen, I am not good at ending a life. Like I can barely step, like, like I can't do like killing spiders unless they're brown recluse. Cause then they've got to go. I am not good. Like if there's anything that I can possibly do to move something outside, I will like, I'm that, I'm that weak. Um, but there's no other way to get rid of the situation with the mouse. So I knew exactly where it was coming from. I put out the trap and as would have it, the, um, this poor little rodent, um, had to go on to its other side. What happens though is, um, then I am in charge of the remains. I cannot even explain to you nor um, convey the terror that is that I have committed this act, <laughs> which is so crazy. I know that I've committed this act and now I'm in charge of disposing the situation. I can honestly tell you that I am apparently more afraid of a deceased mouse than I am a live mouse. I have no explanation for myself, but I just wanted you to understand the trauma. All I can say is I was so sad that that we had to have that ending. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's what a nerd I am. And then I also had to deal with the situation. I'm still working through it. And I kind of do feel bad. I wish there was another way. I, I just don't know of another way that actually works. Yeah, I've tried other ways, but it's just doesn't actually work. So thank you. Thank you for the therapy. Thank you for hearing me out and allowing me to discuss the situation. Speaking of absolutely nothing that has to do with that, we are going to talk about buffering as I define it. So you're probably like, hey, Belinda, what is buffering? Can you explain that to me? Well, as a matter of fact, I can. So the way I interpret buffering is 
when you kind of create these situations around you so that you don't have to deal with the real thing at hand. Have you ever noticed that when you sit down to do, like you have to clean everything before you can sit down to do something? Like if you have a project, you have to go ahead and clean everything before you can actually commence before you can actually do it. Have you, do you notice that? Exactly. Exactly. Now, another thing that I notice is when I get ready to uh, work. So I come into my office, I get to my desk and I will have stuff on my desk. Like right now I have books, I have cough drops, obviously I have planners that I'm ready to throw away. I just haven't gotten them to the trash can. I have extra notebooks. I have a candle. I have, well, I like the candle, but there are things on my desk that do not need to be here. And so usually before I get in and start something, I have to sort of clean things. Makes no sense to me. Or when I'm getting ready, this is a a silly one. I don't, I, I haven't found, it's just buffering. But when I have to travel, I clean my entire house before I pack. So I'm really bad about, well, actually, it's just me waiting to the very last minute to pack. But I kind of just know what needs to go and what doesn't. And you will find me cleaning, cleaning the house in like the strangest things, dusting, vacuuming, all of this stuff. So I don't have to pack. I have no idea what my thing is about packing, but maybe it was from where I flew for four years and I'm just like, oh, but Noticing where we buffer in our lives is really telling about our behaviors and what we want to do and what we don't want to do. And I want to tell you about one of my clients. I'm actually going to have her on the show um, before too long so she can explain to you her entire uh, journey and her process and what's happened for her. So she came to me with a specific just I need life coaching Everything is not going well. I need some changes. And so we worked on some, you know, peeling back some things as as we went. And, and then one day she was talking about how her entire house was a mess. Just everything was a mess. And she just couldn't. She's like, I just don't know what to do. Well, so when your whole entire house is a mess, then that completely indicates to me that you're avoiding something. You know, if there's always something else that you can do or you just throw stuff down, that is a direct, um, that gives us a, a direct look into inside what's happening to your brain. Like if you saw me when I'm at my craziest, my desk will also reflect that. It's so weird. So I notice when my desk gets a little crazy, I'm like, oh my goodness, where's your brain? Where's your brain, Belinda? Let's go back. So my client what we did is I gave her an assignment and we were like, you've got to find one, one surface, one thing that will, you can keep clean. And we decided it was going to be her desk. And so we went from like our before and after picture was stunning. And so the goal, once she did it, she had to keep that desk clean. No matter what, the desk had to stay clean. It had to be, you know, unmessed, <laughs> which would be clean. <laughs> oh, I like to make up new words. That was one, unmessed. I'm not really proud of that one, but there it was. 
And so what began to happen is as she noticed how nice it felt to be at the desk where it was completely clean, it was calming. It was very calming. And when she looked around the rest of her house, she could see how much chaos was there. And then she'd go back to the desk where it was clean. So it was like clean versus chaos. And what we determined, what I helped her see is that the chaos is what she was comfortable with in her brain, in her life, in her um, um, activities, in her habits. And being comfortable with chaos is not necessarily the greatest thing. And so little by little, we kept cleaning the house. I don't want to say clean. It wasn't that it was dirty. We just kept uh, handling, handling parts of the house. Like how can we order the bookshelf? How can we uh, clean the bathroom and get the bathroom um, drawers and get rid of what we don't need? How can we uh, start with one room where we can be tidy and make the bed? And the whole point for me was to help her get acclimated to actually having peace. She just wanted to have some peace. Well, we worked together for our normal six-month period, and by the end, uh, she I believe she had changed jobs. She had, uh, like, her relationship with her family had changed uh, for the good. And now what has happened with her, as she's realized that she's not buffering. She told me that as she cleaned and threw away stuff or or donated it, that she gained in her home about 300 square feet. Like that is how much she had. Like that's what she said. I mean, I haven't, uh, but she said, but everything. She's like, it just feels like a sanctuary to come home to. And it also has to do with your brain. Like, okay, I don't have to feel chaotic in my brain. And so as as you don't feel chaotic at home, then it helps immensely to see when you start to get a little chaotic again and what you lay down, what you put where, then you know you've got to get back to um, taking care of yourself. So one of the first suggestions I want to give to you is to look around. Look around, whether it's your car, whether it's your house, even if it's one desk, And pay attention to the way that you keep that. And notice that the reflection of your surface is also a reflection of what's going on in your brain. And so then I invite you to clean one. Like, listen, you can't do a whole thing. It's just not. You can't, like, get in, like, okay, I'm going to clean my entire house, and I'm going to have, like, 30 things. Oh, Bernice has a question. Hold on. It's the first time you guys have ever had to go on hold. (laughs) All for little Bernice Renee Pants, my disabled pug. Sometimes your disabled pug just, you have to deal, right? If you have, uh, if you ever had a disabled pug or an unruly uh, canine, now that she's uh, blind and almost deaf, she's kind of learned that she can bark and she can get a treat eventually so that she can be quiet like and she's she's deaf and almost blind and I'm not sure how to untrain it so just have mercy okay back to buffering look around and see 
Do you have a surface that always stays a mess? And look at a part of your brain or a part of your life where you're always worried or where you don't feel calm. Um, Like I said, you can't go in and do your entire home or an entire space in a day. It's just not going to work. But then once you have cleaned that space, once you have done what you need to do to have a surface that's clear, whatever you do, do not put anything back on it. Whatever you do, you guard that space. And that's what, what my client and I did. We guarded the desk, like, like it was life or death. And so, you know, like I told you, it spread and it spread and it spread. And then of course, I'm going to have her come on and talk about what all happened as coming out of that. But her relationships changed. She got out of a relationship that was not healthy. She um, she actually uh, started really committed to her fitness and her health. And that's what I want you to take away. When we take away the buffer that we build around us, and when we really address the heart of our mindset, then we can make staggering changes. Is it, does it happen overnight? No. Does it happen over, you know, in six months? Not necessarily, but it does happen because we continue to practice the mindset. We continue to practice and notice when we uh, start, you know, when, when we start to slip, we can have a physical reminder of from our spot, our, our clean surface or a clean space of, oh my goodness, I've got to get back on it. I've got to really work on my mindset to pay attention. Okay, so today, again, we were talking about buffering, um, of course, in my um, traumatic experience this morning, and then Bernice (laughs) says hello. Let me know about uh, what you try to do on buffering. Let me know what you notice. Uh, Give me some feedback, y'all. I love to hear your stories and what is interesting to you and what you notice. So, you know, you can uh, direct message me on Instagram at Belinda Unhooked, or you can email me at Belinda at unhookedlife.com. Feel free. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on the Money BS podcast. I am so grateful. I hope that if you're enjoying it, you'll go to Apple and leave me a five-star review. It helps so much in getting the word out. Also, please share with your friends, anyone that you think would enjoy this. I would be so grateful. Don't forget too, that I've created just for you, the podcast listeners, a one-off session, an hour with me for $199. We can deep dive into what's going on with you. We can check your mindset and give you a reboot. Thanks again so much for joining me. I know that time is finite and I'm grateful for any of yours. Remember, it's never about the money. It's about the mindset. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.